Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, Vicious Cycle podcast. This is episode two, and just like my first recording, this is going to be just off the off the cuff here. And uh, uh, we're taking our second episode from a boat uh, that used to be called the Natalie Rose, and, and it's now called the Yauza. Uh This boat has a really uh, interesting history that we'll go into later. Um, but uh, my guest here, I'll let him introduce himself. My name is Sylvester Hadley. I'm from Micronesia. I am uh, from small island of Bonape, and then I've been residing in Hawaii for 20 years. You know, fishing, long line fishing for 20 years, 21 years now. Awesome. And uh, one of the reasons I really want to do this podcast on my boat is that this man beside me has had a smile on his face from every moment I have ever known him, and I have to say. Of all the people around this harbor, I've seen everyone experience good prices, bad prices. But you know the one thing I have never seen? I've never seen you appear to have a bad day. And I just want to know, what is it about fishing or about this life that you have maintained throughout all the time? And now I've known you for at least, what, 15 years probably, right? Probably 15. Yeah, around 15 years. And you have just had the best attitude, and uh, that's something I really admire. You know, every time I see you, it brings a smile on my face. I'm always happy to see you. You, I always love your attitude. In fact, thank you, thank you. Yeah. for for the guys that, I mean, it's a podcast, so we have to paint the picture. But you're wearing a vicious cycle shirt right now, which also brings a smile on my face. I'm really proud that you're wearing it. Uh, just just kind of tell us about how you got into fishing and how you got here and what fishing means to you. Oh. I grew up back home and fishing, most, most of my life fishing. Then it uh, comes to, you know, where, you know, fishing is kind of, you know, slow down back home. So looking abroad of, of something, you know, if the fisheries or, you know, fishing business is going to help us. So that's why I end up, you know, coming to Hawaii. Now, how did you originally find yourself on this boat today? Because you've been with them for a while. So oh, how, a how, did time, you, yeah. how did you end up on this boat? Yeah, I was a fisherman back then. Like I say, you know, uh, I came here in 2000. 2000. Yeah. Yep. And then I looked for the, this long line because I have several friends, you know, they've been fishing long line from one of those. Yep. And they told me, those are my friends. Look, come over and check it out. But you know, I have no time. So uh, since I come down here, that's uh, I look for a job. I fish on the uh, first boat, a uh, Korean boat. Uh, Lady Jewel. Yep. And the second boat is Mansio. Then a third boat is uh, uh, what boat is that? Korean boat also. Uh, several Korean boats. You know, yep. I forget their name. And then uh, you, know, you know, the Koreans are really bad fishermen. They sometimes they rip you off very good. You, know? you mean like ethnically they're not good about paying the crew? Yeah, so? ethnically, you know, they're kind of hard. I look for a job and I met uh, Jim over here in 37. Yeah, and then Jim is the current captain. He's the owner of this boat as well, right? Current owner of this boat. Yeah. 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 That's where I met him. That's why I end up over here. Yeah. You know, I fished for for him for a couple of years and work on land and come back fishing. So, 
Now, so you actually got away from fishing for a couple years, is that right? Like a couple of years, yeah. And what did you do during that time period? Well, I, I, I do several kind of work in a way. Oh, you were still working on boats when, when you got away for, you said you got away from fishing for a couple no, of years? No, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I, I work on land, you know. Yeah, but still on boats. But still working on boats out from no, land? No, 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 no. no. Just, you know, stop the fishing boat, the fisherman, and go back to you know, yep. land job. You know. What did you do for a land job? To restaurant work mostly. Yep. Dishwashing guy, cook out. Yep. Yeah. And so, what happened? One day you're washing dishes, and just the call of the ocean. I got to get back out fishing. No. Or what happened? No. The it's kind of on and off kind. You know, you try something. You know, you're not feeling good about that. You know, you're tired. You know, your your energy. You know, cannot. You know, apply. Yep. So, I like. I, I love the ocean. I, I born in the Pacific Ocean. I love the ocean. I prefer fishing for my the rest of my life. I prefer that. I'm gonna do that for the rest of my life if I can. Yep. I can do that. Yeah. Well, I really respect that. I I have the same feelings about fishing. And then you know, ever since the, you know the pandemic, you know this coronavirus, something they call whatever. Then uh, you know the economy is down. We're in the scale of down now, but we're doing something else to go, to go fishing again. Yeah, that's why we stop over here. You know, we stay over here to try to invent something. You know, because yeah. the price-wise, how many boat you know why? The price-wise, up and down. You know, some boat cannot make. Well, maybe business. that's really interesting. Maybe that's something we could mention because, you know, yeah. again with 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 audio, we have to paint the picture, but. You guys currently are trying to develop a whole new fishing technique. Yes, correct, correct, right? correctly. So, like you guys, like what you what you guys doing? Like short lining, short yeah. lining, yeah. But it's a deep drop for tuna. I I I, I see that. Uh, I see on the deck. And let's just paint the picture for those at home. Uh, the Natalie Rose, I keep calling the Natalie Rose, but the uh, the Yauza, yeah, is a very unique vessel in Hawaii. Oh, this one is a one of a kind. One of a kind. And one of a kind. What can you tell us about this boat? Because when you look at it, it's visually di very different. It's a very strong looking boat. What can you tell us about this boat? This boat is, to me, you know, uh, the idea they convert into a long line fishing and the style, you know. What, what would you call this originally? Was it a fishing schooner? Is that right? At one point, this boat had a sail. Is that correct? Sail, yeah. Yes. This is a sail boat before. Right. So this was actually a, like a, it had a proper full-size sail and everything. Yeah, everything they get in mass. Yeah. And then, uh, this is a unique boat, man. Look, for example, this guy is no bear, you know, just a wheel out from the there, you know. And then, you know, you get down the stage in the front, sitting down, like, you know, looking... Right, so over here we can sit down over here, we can go in the middle, go on top, and then go to the front, sit down. Right, so it's a unique boat, you know, it's a different kind of fishing boat style. A, I think it's a luxury long line fishing boat. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, one thing, and again, it's like at home, so what he was just talking about was that the boats behind us have like an eastern style uh, cabin where the, the cabin's up forward and everything's up high. Uh, in this style boat, it's more of a western style where the cabin is in the back and uh, we have a lot of different areas. Like right now we are sitting on like what would be considered like the fantail and it's got this great section where there's really no gear present and we're back here, we're both drinking the Heineken, ice, <laughs> ice cold. Am I right, am I right? Yeah, cheers to that. 
and uh, we're sitting around a little table here for the crew where they normally kind of relax yeah, or unwind. Yeah. And now, what's down here? These are fish holds that these leads to? Or are these the engine room access? No, these are fuel tanks. Those are both access to fuel tanks. Those big hatches. This like one, Lazarin, and this one, uh, bait freezer. That's your bait freezer, right? Yeah. Uh, and the fish holding places up there. Now, how many pounds? For the people that don't know, like how many pounds can a longliner like this catch? How much, how much? How much weight can you realistically hold? For the longline, maybe thirty something pounds. Thirty something thousand yeah. pounds. And again, for the people that don't know at home, what do you primarily catch? What's what? what do you, what's your primary target species? We we're targeting on tuna. 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 But sometimes we, you know, like we got your pike catch, like marlin, uh, my my, whatever we can. Right. Get from the ocean, the, that's what we're targeting, but mostly tuna. Mostly tuna, and mostly big eye tuna, big right? Big eye tuna, yeah, yep. tuna. So, and here's a great question I like to ask everybody. In all the years you've been doing this, what's the biggest tuna you've caught? About, or been part of catching, you know? About 200 some bombs, 280, 250 something, several people. 280, now that's 280 pounds dressed, right? Yeah. Dressed, so that's over a 300 pound big eye hole at the time you caught. I think so. Yeah. So the yep. Cut up of the weight skin they get over there. Right. Yeah. That's a very big fish. Yeah, yeah. And for some of the guys that are into sport fishing, how about over the years, any giant marlin stories? Oh, uh, shit. We got marlin like 500 pounds, you know, 400. Short fish like almost 600. Six, I think 600 pounds. 600 pound swordfish. That is a big swordfish. Fucking big. Now, in your time here, have you ever worked any of the trips, specifically the short set fishery targeting swordfish, or have the, all the swordfish you caught bycatch on the deep set fishery? Yeah, deep, long line, long line. Oh, yeah. Always deep we, we set. Never, uh, we never do any kind of you know, just long line. Just yeah. long, yeah. But not, not swordfish trips, right? Just yeah. two of the trips that you caught some swordfish, swordfish yeah. on. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Then, uh, but uh, I only fished uh, one time swordfish. Yep. And, uh, oh, you did do one trip. How was that? Oh, fucking cool, man. Yeah. This, this, this work, but heavy. Eh? You gotta clean, and then you gotta hold up right because the wave, and you know, it'll make it clean, and then back it right. Yep. How many pounds did you guys catch on that trip? Do you remember? I really, really pulled that, man. I yep. get. Uh, was it a good trip? Mm, not really good. Not that good, huh? Not good, yeah. I mean, comparing to. Uh, Short fish uh, business, no, not good. Time. We bring less weight, and you know, we get no good price. I mean, we get uh, money, small money. Yeah. It was small money on that trip. Yeah, yeah, that's what. So, anyway, uh, so, so this is uh, your uh, what you're doing now. The podcast you're doing now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, you get some help from the federal government. No, this is just on my own. This is just something. Good, just this, this is just something I'm doing out of my passion oh, for oh, fishing, and I'll tell right, I'll tell right you why. Right on, right on. So this this is what uh, since COVID, and um, you know, you probably know you've known me long enough. I'm very passionate about fishing. Yeah, I yeah. love fishing. I love and and uh, well, I can tell you love fishing. That's that's why I wanted to make sure I talked to you. You know, um, one thing that has really concerned me, uh, especially since COVID, I've lost some friends, not all from COVID. Um, but you know, from some of the darker things, I lost a couple friends to overdoses recently, and oh, right. and some other things. And I don't, we not really need to highlight that. But 
one thing that I'm really scared of is that uh, a lot of great fishing stories and a lot of great fishermen's stories are being lost. Nobody knows them. That's true, man. And That's really and true about that. It's very true. And so I'm trying to help kind of find like a, I don't want to say a capsule, but like I want to find a place where people like your story and my story and our friend's story, mm. like every fisherman has a, a place, uh, you know. Like, in where they stand where in this world, eh? in what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, know, I, I earning think earning life or you know, sobering themselves. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you know, I think like uh, there's so many good stories on this dock, right? There, there's 160 something just long line permits. I don't know what the active number of actual boats is, but every one of these boats has its own story. But more importantly, every crew member on each one of these boats has its own story yes right correctly you know that's so correctly yeah. it's really it's one of these things where it's i find like we can all be on the same voyage together mm -hmm. but every one of us might be on a different trip like right. we're all going through different things but at different know, times yeah but at the same time we're a team mm -hmm. working together you right. know yeah. so, so that's, that's that's a very interesting memory keeping you get man yeah well i think and then this one you can you know Put in the world almanac for this record of this, you well, know, what we're conversation about, what we're talking about. Well, this is going so to be on the internet. History. That's right. History. history. We're documenting your life right now. We're documenting fishermen's life. I think uh, a big thing for me too, and you may have experienced this, right? Mm -hmm. Now, a fish that you have caught, maybe not right now because you've been tied up for a little bit, but a lot of times a fish that you have been, you've caught is sitting on a table in Honolulu, right? Sitting down at Waikiki, someone's having the best dinner of their life. Mm -hmm. And they don't oh, know right. that you caught it. They're completely disconnected from... They, do they have no idea what that you caught it. What or, you know, what business bring this one? Only the buyers. Well, where did this come from? This, this guy buyer. Right. Yeah. And even a lot of times, they'll just say, oh, it's the catch of the day. And, 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 and in someone's mind, they envision some uncle out in a little boat catching a fish that day. Yeah. And they don't know that somebody just committed, you know, multiple weeks or even a month right. into catching that meal yeah. in front of them and i right. and right. i, I want to make sure that story is told you know hey buddy i know man. well how about this i got you on the, i've got you on the tone no yeah yeah your best fishing story i know okay i got you on the spot this is this is just okay what what is your most beautiful memory of fishing how about that what is the most beautiful thing you've ever had ever seen out at sea Something you think about and just go, wow, I love fishing. What's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen out of sea? Oh man, you know, the most beautiful things, the sunset, the sunrise, then uh, the free of you know, space you look at over far away you look at. And then you, you know, calm your brain down, you, everything, you know, smooth, you relax. Yeah. Ocean is a peak. That's uh, I think this uh, for the massage for your system, uh, your mankind system. Open freeway ocean. I I agree. That that's beautiful. I, I believe Plus, in that you too. Know, sometimes I see lightning. You know, not on land. Lightning in the ocean. So beautiful. They come and you know the water sprout come up. Bah, come on. Hey, it's happening here. You guys go here. <laughs> yeah. 
then the other one, uh, it's a calmness. Yeah. Oh, no. you're, you're like, we're here, you know, the water just steady like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I agree. Isn't it amazing from someone like for us, right? We work the sea for a living. Yeah. You've spent years of your life out at sea. Years, right? Maybe 95% of my life. 95% of your life out at sea. Out at sea, yeah. That is incredible. I mean, 95%. 95% of your life, sir. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Let me ask you. Ever since when I was uh, like 15, 16 years old. Now, how old are you now? 60 years old. You're 60 years old. April. My God. Well, let me tell you, the life of the ocean has kept you looking young, my friend. Cheers to that. I okay, had, thank you, thank you. I never guessed that you were that old. I'm, uh, I'm going to be 60 in April uh, next month, yeah. March. 60 in April. Incredible. You look amazing. I guess all that sea salt has been kind on you, my friend. Uh, People pay big money for uh, that kind of uh, that treatment. Uh, you know, to have a face like that. You look like... Mr. Man just gave me a haircut, you know, from uh, Kilauea, you know. I told them the cutting hair, so I just said, hey, hello, tonight. That's a free one. Yeah, this, uh, this is our brother from the ocean. Yep. He's your man, you know. I think most of the us, we're, you know, striving for, you know, for family and for the good cause. Yep. The cause of, you know, all the people, the fish-eating people. Yeah. We, to those people like to eat fish. Yep. Some people they don't like to eat fish, but some, but mostly Oriental they love. It. Right. Yeah. The Japanese they consume, you know, I think maybe ninety percent of the fish. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Korean. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sixty years old. Let me ask you. Mm. Children. One. One child. One. Child. How old? Oh, she's. I'm. I'm a grandma. Grandma. And. Um, Boy or girl? You, girl. Yeah, a girl. Did she like fish? Did she like fishing? Nah. No. Nah. She like on land, working on land. Has she been uh, understanding of your career? Oh yeah, of course. No problem. No problem. That's always one thing that I worry about um, is the balance between the amount of time I'm gone out at sea and the imprint I'll leave on my children. Because for me. I am in so in love with my life out at sea and my children, I often feel torn apart. But if I don't go to sea, I I feel dead. I feel dead inside when I'm not fishing. And I and I that sounds terrible, but it's true. If I don't go fishing, if I don't go out to sea, there is a giant piece of me that's missing. And I just always wonder if if that will be understood by my children. I, 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 don't, I, I always worry that my absence will be misunderstood as something it's not. You know, did you ever go through any of that over the years when, mm, you, were, when you were gone? I, I never think about that. Never thought about that? Never thought about that. Only the thinking I'm doing is just, you know, go work, you know, make money, and help my family. Do what's best for your family. Yep. Yeah. Do that. Best, you know, and do what is best for me and my friends. Right. Well, I respect that. You know, that's for sure. And then my who's my boss or whatever, you know, whoever knows me, I respect them. I I will try to you know support, help you know whoever you know. Would you say 
that because you're originally from an island nation, that a fisherman is a, is a much more respected job, like a much more accepted job in the community. Um, because today, like on the mainland US, I find that sometimes, or even in some of my travels, fisherman's almost like a four letter word. Like sometimes people have a negative connotation for fishermen. And I personally have never quite understood that because I myself am so invested in the fishing life. Do you think because you come from an island nation that has so much of fishing as part of your life that that's just a respected part of the culture? Nah. No. No. Nah. You don't? No. Just, you know, what you like is what you like to do, right? Yeah. Like, you, you want to become a doctor, you become a doctor. You want to, you know, become a uh, salesman, you become a salesman. So, I, I think it's a opportunity, career opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. To a man to understand that what he choose, what his favorite things to do, he's happy about it. That's what counts, I think. So. And at the same time, you know, it's we're putting, like you say, we're putting some important stuff on the table. Yeah. We're not just, you know, thinking about only us we're doing, but we're trying to make it. We go fishing. We don't just take the eye and enjoy it over there. We make it nice. People can consume it and then we can make money out of that. Right. You're respecting the catch. You're honoring the catch. Yep. Honoring the catch. That's the name of the game. I think that's really great what you just said. That it's about following what you love and pursuing it. Pursuing it. You know. I, I think that's yeah. really great. And then I think this is where I'm going to stand and then until I kick the bucket. Yeah? <laughs> well, let's hope that's not anytime soon. Now, yeah. that's kind of... Cheers again. That's an interesting um, lead-in. So, something you probably don't know about this boat um, is a, a former very good friend of mine used to be the captain of this boat. Long ago. Guy over there in the back. His name was Scotty Davidson. Scotty Davidson. Yeah, Scotty Davidson. And uh, Scotty Davidson... Oh, it's not the guy who died over here, the captain that overdosed over here. No, it's not the captain who overdosed. Unfortunately, Scotty did pass... Uh, about two years ago now and um, yeah there's a lot of irony about it this one the, the Scotty is the Natalie dad uh, no he was just he didn't own the boat but he was one of the first captains well yeah. first captain oh sorry okay. yeah yeah he actually had uh, at one point he had the record at the old UFA when I was out of Kiwalos mm -hmm. uh, he actually had the record for the biggest trip landed ever on this boat for a long time like uh he had actually set some record over there for like the biggest biggest catch ever on this boat. It held it for like a few years. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scotty, um, it's it's kind of a long about story, but uh, this boat, every time I see it, although, I mean, I'm happy to see you, oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. boat also always puts a smile on my face because Scotty spoke so highly of this boat. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of great memories and I had heard a lot of stories about this boat. And... Um, at Scotty's uh, memorial, his passing, it was really neat. Scotty had told me stories, you know, for, for like 15 years, incredible stories. Like right. he, he helped me in so many ways, I couldn't even begin to thank him. Mm. And what was so amazing at his memorial were so many of the stories he told me just absolutely came to life because there was photos 
to back it up. Like there was lots of photos on this boat when it was in its prime. Like wow. great photos. I would like to see that. Too. I, 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 would, I would love to actually get my hands on them if, if there was any way I could get copies. And um, so I had heard these stories for years. And there was all these pictures of this boat when it was just brand new and Scotty was young. And all these different stories he told me, I saw one picture after another. I'm like, wow. I mean, I always believed them. But the vivid photos just really drove it home. And uh, to me, that was really, really special. And Scotty also holds a real special place in my heart, uh, something I don't talk about a whole lot. But I did put in a book I wrote recently. Mm -hmm. I have a book coming out. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scotty actually saved me. Um, he actually saved my life uh, when I was going through my divorce process. I was in a really, really bad place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, 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 he actually saved me. Um, I was in a really dark spot and uh, he came and rescued me. And so uh, part of when I see this boat, uh, I see Scotty. Like, and I, I see the Scotty that I, that I really loved and remembered smiling. And it's just, it's really kind of interesting. Like, you know, for outsiders, they might see this boat and they just see an older fishing boat. But yeah. for me, I look at this boat and I see your smiling face, you know? <laughs> yeah. I see Scotty's smiling face. Yeah. And so, like, this is a really special boat for me. Go inside, go inside. Go inside, Let me grab a beer. Okay, I'll grab a beer. Yeah. No, he'll come grab a beer. So. Yeah. This is a Petty H owner. This is a Jim Crane. Oh, awesome. So, he's a. Well, so there's another gentleman joining us off the dock. Maybe this is a great time to wrap that up. I want to say yeah, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. You know what, man? Yeah. I really, really respect yeah. you. I always have. Yeah. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank we're, you for this beer. And uh, let's yeah. do this again. We will get there. Yeah.